Welcome back to the One Thing About Us podcast. I'm Allie. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kira. And today we got a good one for you. We are going to talk about beauty standards, what that means to us, what it means to the world, just different things going on, everything surrounding beauty. So my first question to you ladies, what is the definition of beauty? What is that? Um, I think beauty is subjective. I think everyone has an idea of what beauty is. Um, so some Bobby's idea of beauty might not necessarily Bobby. be <laughs> Tommy's idea. Poor Bobby, he be getting toe up in these episodes. What about Susan? Her too, but I was saying boy to boy. <laughs> Basically, all the Rugrats. Bobby wasn't a pro- Bobby wasn't a Rugrat, but it sounded like Rugrat name. It should have been. It should have been. That was Tommy's brother. That was Dill. I was like close. <laughs> Not <laughs> Bobby and Dude. We sorry. Right. So, what is your definition of beauty, Kate? Mm. Uh, I think it all comes from like the person that you show your like your personality. Like honestly, like if you just have like a good personality, if you're kind to people, if you just you know put happiness out into the world and i'm not saying you have to be happy all the time but like if you just have like a good personality i feel like that's beauty more than like definitely than what you look like because you can be like the most gorgeous person and if you're like out in public and you're fucking rude to a a waiter that shit is the ugliest like you are so ugly Mm -hmm. yeah that it makes my skin crawl when i see people being rude to like random ass people like it's just for no reason yeah for no reason like you're ugly yes i feel like when i think like oh that person is such a beautiful person i feel like it's inside and out like they're just Mm -hmm. uplifting they're kind like their beauty is on the inside and it just shows through the outside yeah when i think about like a Mm -hmm. beautiful person Mm -hmm. and don't mean there's some beautiful people out like on the outside too Mm-hmm. Yeah, some, some people have it all out there. Yeah, some people just have it all. Most people are blessed. Yeah, but I'm gonna be honest. I could see somebody and be like, okay, this person is attractive, but when they start talking, if there's yeah. no intellect, there's no depth, there's no, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, then I'm like, mm. but you can tell that they've only gotten this far because of how they how look. They look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. society will allow you to have certain advantages when oh, you yeah. look like society's idea of beauty, mm-hmm. and that is not necessarily people yeah. with four C hair and people mm-hmm. with our skin tone and things like that mm-hmm. and it's because but quite literally the standard of beauty has changed throughout all of like all the years so it's hard to really just live up to society standards yes because mm-hmm. it continues to change every it seems like every five minutes yes <laughs> yes when i was in middle school i was one of the first girls to go through puberty I was, I had boobs, I got my period, like all these things super early, like 10 years old. I was already there. And I had the features, you know, the mm-hmm. boobs, this, that. And people made fun of me. Mm-hmm. They called me fat. They called me big. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or because my body was going through these changes that a lot of other girls were not mm-hmm. at that time. Yeah. And now that I'm older and my body has filled out, obviously, having had children and gone through real puberty, mm-hmm. um, People are paying to get the fuller boobs and stuff like that now. Mm-hmm. Now everyone wants those. Right. When yeah. back then it was a problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy how growing up, our 
hair texture, our facial features, our cheekbones, our lips. Like, we were made fun of that. We were called monkeys. And yes. All types of things. And now people are paying thousands of dollars to look like us. But yeah. do we think that we went through a scenario because of the demographic we grew up in? Mm-hmm. I think it was literally the time. It was the time that we grew up in. Because if you think about the time that we did grow up in, um, I guess if you go back to like early 2000s, you know, it was the Britney Spears and the Christina Aguilera and they were blonde and they were skinny and um, it was, you had to be like that perfect size zero. I mean, like you can even go back to like, like America's Next Top Model. because. In that time, like the early 2000s, America's Next Top Model was huge. And I remember watching America. I used to yes. watch it religiously. Yes. I was in front of the TV every night when there was a new episode on. And watching it now, because now, like, you know, episodes have resurfaced on Twitter. And everybody's like, how did we let them get away with this? Yes. yes. Because quite literally, they are body shaming yes. these these girls. And us, as younger girls, were watching it. And we were like so entranced by it and we were like yeah like we were feeding into it i i I definitely did watch american's next top model when it was on tv but when i lived in new york city Mm -hmm. i never felt like that Mm -hmm. it wasn't until i moved to new jersey where i was surrounded like in new york city it's very multicultural there's yes so many people that look like me so many people of different races ethnicities Mm -hmm. cultures things like that that go to schools because you're not limited to your city Right. You can go to school wherever you, want, you want in New York City. Mm-hmm. But then when I moved to New Jersey, I was mm-hmm. stuck in the town that we grew up in. Mm-hmm. And it was predominantly white. Yeah. It, yeah. I did go to a middle school with the blonde hair, blue eye, Abercrombie Fitch wearing type girls. Mm-hmm. And I did not look like that. And every day I begged my mom, like, girl, I want to wear eyeliner. I want to wear Abercrombie. I want to look like these girls. Yeah. Knowing I would mm-hmm. never look like them. Right. My body is not made to look like them. Yeah. Culturally, I will never be them. Mm-mm. Right. Yeah. I'm and that's wild you say that because I remember growing up cheering. All the girls yes. were allowed to shave their legs and shave mm-hmm. their armpits. And I used to beg my mom. So I used to get made fun of because yes. of my hair on my legs. Mm-hmm. But, like, the thing about it, I was 9 or 10 years old. What was my 9 or 10-year-old self going to do with a razor? That's literally yeah. so dangerous. But, obviously, my parents said No. But it's like I used to cry and I actually begged my brother to teach me how to shave because I'm like, I don't want them to make fun of me anymore because I had hairy legs because my parents went to keep me a child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, it's, it's wild. I do think it has definitely something to do with where we grew up. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially in high school. I, like looking back, uh, like because we cheered in high school, um, I was not that big. But in my eyes, I was huge because I was surrounded by girls who were super tiny. But I w- and I was like, I am so big. But I look back now, I'm like, I had hips, I had thighs, I was not big. I just I had curves. But here I am on a team with like what, like twelve other girls who are stick skinny, and they seem to be like the ones that everybody likes the most and they can wear those clothes like I, like for, like i mean growing up like i wasn't going to amber comedy pitch because i just i ain't had no amber comedy pitch money Same. but <laughs> but also like i knew that they didn't have anything that s- supported my body's type and that was just what it was like so i knew i couldn't do what 
they like what they did. I mean, but back then, Abercrombie and Fitch didn't make clothes bigger than a size ten. They didn't, which is crazy Mm -hmm. because now for us, a size ten is quote unquote average. Mm -hmm. But I remember being like my freshman year when we cheered. I was a flyer. We went away for like a summer or whatever, came back. I could no longer fly because I was now 136 pounds mm-hmm. because that was heavy. Wow. Yeah. Even when you say that number, I'm like, that's yeah. Are you I would me? die that to be that right now. Are you <laughs> kidding me? That yeah. is wild. Mm-hmm. And it's so crazy because I think about those girls in high school now. You, you talk about the hips and the curves. Now everybody wants that. Yes. It's now BBL every- this, BBL yes. that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And not even if you don't get a BBL, like, going to the gym that's what they're doing they're they're bulking up to get that muscle mass to get that fuller figure so like you know like you're you're doing the butt workouts and that's great and all things like that but you know you have to literally think back to the times when like like girls like us got made fun of for looking like that naturally Mm -hmm. like without doing any work like it really took a toll on me like mm -hmm. even in my adult life i struggled mentally because i never was comfortable with the way that I looked. I wanted to be a size zero so bad to the mm-hmm. point where I used to get in trouble. My mom used to yell at me for eat, for not eating. Mm-hmm. Like, I would skip meals so that I could look like them. Mm-hmm. I would be so sick, so lightheaded at track practice, so, mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Just so that I could look like them. Yeah. Because they made fun of me my whole high school career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's crazy to think that they called me big, and I, I was not even... You not weren't. at all. Not at all. You were nothing. Not at, at all. all. No. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Right. That's crazy. I don't know. I went through a, I went through a period of time where um, I got it from a TV show, obviously, but where I learned about uh, basically uh, like throwing up your food. Mm-hmm. And I remember I, I did that. I went through like, a period of of that and I remember I heard my mom once like she had like I had overheard her like maybe like mentioning it to somebody like I think she's making herself grow up but like nobody ever said it to me because obviously like even then it was still like it's still like such a like I guess a taboo topic and you don't know how to approach um situations like that but um I remember doing it because like you said I wanted to be that size so bad and eventually, obviously, I was just like, whatever. I'm gonna just eat what the fuck I want to eat. But it still, it still got to the point where I was like, I was still, you know, like upset that I could never be that size, you know? Right. And it's so. even crazy to see the girls now who are making fun have now gained weight. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's like, mm, like I hope you you reflect back on who you were, and I hope this is a humbling moment for you. Not because I want you to feel bad about yourself, but it's the fact that, like, I want you to think about how the things that you say to people impact them. Like, overall, like, you have to be kind to people. And I know in high school that wasn't really a thing of being kind. No. Um, But it's like, you know, as we have reunions coming up and things like that, people are going to look so different. Mm -hmm. So different. And I expect nothing less because puberty and getting older is just that Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're supposed to look different. Mm -hmm. But I've had, obviously, I went through my stuff in high school and people have since reached out because it's been it's been over a decade since we've been in high school, you know. Um, So this one particular person, I'm not going to say any names because I don't want any backlash, but a very 
per, a person that I looked up to for a, a while because moving here from a, from New York City, you don't really know people. Everyone in New Jersey kind of goes to the same schools, like pretty much their whole lives. Mm-hmm. So like everyone has known each other since day one. And here I am, the new girl. Everyone's already clicky. Everyone's already this. Everyone's already that. And this girl was popular, and I thought she was my friend. Mm-hmm. But in actuality, they were just coaxing information out of me to make fun of me in that friend group Wow. in eighth grade yeah when i was the new girl so then fast forward to high school and now i'm on the cheer team with some of these people mm-hmm. and now i have no choice but to interact with these people every day day in and day out obviously we are not friends but it does bother me because i have yeah. to stand next to these people and pretend that everything is fine when it's not yeah Freshman, fast forward yeah. to adult life and they have couple people have reached out to me to have conversations oh my god congratulations on buying your house congratulations on having your kids i'm so proud of you you look beautiful blah 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 okay thank you but six years ago when you wanted nothing to do with me because i was ugly i was fat i was this i was that where was all this now yeah i quite remember being on that freshman cheer team was the worst experience of my high school life because I remember this. It was like, because uh, we would practice during the summer or whatever, and then like the first day of school, whatever, I got my hair done, and it was like a sew-in. So it was kind of like braided in the front, and then like it was like a sew-in in the back. And I thought it was so pretty, and I remember going to practice, and I remember these two girls, obviously not gonna say names, but I remember them, and I overheard them laughing at my hair and I remember I felt so insecure that whole time I was there. Like, I just felt like they were looking at me the whole time because they were. They were talking about me and they were going to everybody else. And like, they, like I could see them looking at me and I felt so insecure. I went home and I took it out. I literally took it out because I was like this, like, I was like, I just felt so uncomfortable. So like you said, fast forward now, you know, you see those people and it's just like, you know, they, they're putting out this. I guess this like persona for like like Instagram and stuff like that like like you said leaving comments like oh like you, you look so nice like uh like like so many years have gone by and it's just like how can you forget how can you flip the script like, the the reason is when they were bullying us it was formative time right for them it was just a regular Tuesday right so they probably literally do Don't not remember. remember. Yeah, that's yeah. True. While I have replayed that mm-hmm. same thing in my head several times, mm-hmm. I have since gotten older, and most days I still feel like what they said was true. Mm-hmm. So no, I'm sorry, I don't want to have a conversation. Right. And no, I don't care to have your like on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Thank you, but no, yeah. thank you. I literally think that's literally why I don't remember anything from high school. Why you block it out? I feel like I've literally blocked out everything from high school. I joke with Allie and Kira all the time where I'm like, it's a running joke because I literally be like, I don't remember nobody <laughs> from high school. <laughs> like, I remember people from cheer because that's literally all I did from cheer, lacrosse, like, that's it. But anytime they bring up anybody's name from high school or whoever we grew up with, I'm just like, I don't remember that person. We got to bring up pictures. <laughs> yeah, they have yes. to go to Instagram and like bring up pictures. And I'm just like, I don't know who that is. But I think it's literally because I was so insecure in high school. And I felt like everybody was looking at me. Everybody was talking about me. I think I really just did block it out. Like all I remember from high school is cheer. Mm-hmm. Because that was like the thing I knew I was good at. And, and that was like my happy place. 
regardless of those girls that were on the team, though, I was only on that team with them for that one year, and then they went off and did what they whatever they did. But I stayed, and I like you know I just that's what I did. But I think that's why I don't remember anything in high school. Yeah. Because I quite literally don't remember anything. Even going back to the hair thing, like the pressures of high school, even through college, like of having your hair look right, having your hair be acceptable. Like there was no way. I can't. I don't ever recall a day in high school where I ever went with my natural curls. I never did. I had so much heat damage where I was bald right here at the top where my leave out would be Mm -hmm. because I would just get weaves and weaves and weaves and I didn't know what enclosure was at the time. And I was there enclosures back then? There were. It was very, very very minimal. Oh, okay. And I had no hair. Mm -hmm. I was was bald. Mm -hmm. And like, I just remember crying like, why would I do this? to myself like and it's because like you can't have the straight weave and then you have kinky curls up here right even if and then if it was raining outside that was it so it's just that pressure literally burning myself destroying my curls destroying my hair to fit whose standard Mm -hmm. i think it had a lot to do with the fact that we did cheer too because i remember begging my mom to give me a, a perm and I would go to the Dominicans and get a washing set every two weeks because mm-hmm. I needed them to make it pin straight so that I could wear yes. my cheer bow. Mm. Yes. Because the bow had to be in the front. Y- yep. Had you had to put your high top. ponies, like, you know, and I'm like, I quite literally cannot put my hair in a ponytail with my 4C hair. Mm-hmm. I need a perm. Mm-hmm. Mom, you have to perm it so that I could fit in with the rest of these cheer girls. Yeah. Because everyone's going to be wearing their bows and then they're going to be looking at me like, why is she not wearing her bow? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm yeah. not going to fit in. No, I remember trying to put my sew in all the way up in a ponytail, and all you see is like you know the track. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it, I'm like, oh my gosh, like what am I gonna do? Like, mm-hmm. I I literally like I didn't know what to do. My mom didn't know what to do. She didn't know what to tell me. Like, is the anxiety that like, that caused? Like, yes, like, just myself. doing your hair in the morning. Yes, getting dressed in the morning to go to school. It was just nothing but anxiety. Mm-hmm. Cause it's just like, oh my god, what they're gonna talk about? Like, what am I gonna wear? Like, I don't have Uggs. Like, I don't have, I don't have Uggs. I got like bear, bear. What was bear, bear paws? I got yeah. bear paws. But they're gonna be looking like, oh, she got knockoff Uggs. Like, I'm sorry, I can't afford Uggs. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't get my first <laughs> pair of Uggs until I was like 25. Right, and not until after high, uh, after high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't wear the Abercrombie and Fitch. I didn't wear a Hollister. I I went to Dots. Oh, when dots was dots. a thing, um, Walmart, yeah. um, hand me downs, mm-hmm. yep. like and you, you just had to make it work. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely was a Hollister girl, and I definitely was an Abercrombie girl solely because I did not fit in. Yeah. So when I moved to New Jersey, I real tears. My mom can attest to this. Mom, I have to wear those clothes. Mm-hmm. I have to. I'm already not the same skin color as the the 99% of the school. Mm-hmm. I already don't have the same hair type. I already can't fit in. I'm, you know what I'm saying? So like the next resort is clothes. Yes. Right. I have no choice but to dress like them. If mm-hmm. I don't wear those Uggs, I quite literally won't make it through school because they were bullying that bad. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And even the middle school we went to, it had more diversity than definitely the one that you went to. Yeah. Across town. Yeah. Really yeah. Mm-hmm. So different. In the town that we grew up in, there were two middle schools, and you could not choose. You could just go. You yeah, had to go to the one in your area. Yeah, in your area. So we did on go to two side. different middle schools. Allie yes. and Caitlin went to 
a different school than mm-hmm. I did, and their school was more culturally diverse. Our school was ratchet. <laughs> it wasn't until we went to high school when those two middle schools got Combined. to intermingle. Combined. Yeah. yeah. Yo, it was crazy. I do remember that. Yes. It was wild. Yes. Yeah. It was wild. So, like, I'll, like, the first We needed a TV show. We, true life, I went to Edison Hot. Because <laughs> literally, literally, I, when I tell you, our, my, our freshman year, it, I always, like, I always will explain it to people. It was that scene out of Mean Girls. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my. Literally. Yeah. It was that. But. We I lived mean, a movie. Yeah. All four years we lived a movie. Literally a high school movie where the popular girls are bullying. Mm -hmm. And, you know. There was so much going on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Always. Mm -hmm. Always. Even, like, just, like, with work now. Like, how do y'all work y'all here to work? I'll straighten my hair sometimes. Put in a ponytail. Um, Like, right now, me personally, I wear perms. I get perms. And I'm not saying this, like, because, like, oh, I need my hair to be straight. No, like, I'm just used to it because literally I say my hair does not function well without a perm. And that's okay for me to say that. Like, if you don't like to get perms, that's fine. But I know my hair and when it gets, it gets so thick at the roots. So literally when I try to do it and it, since my hair is two different textures now because I do wear perms, that messes up your hair even more when you try to, unless you're going to do the big chop, it's mm. literally, it's impossible to do your own hair when you don't have a perm. So yeah, I can, I can get a perm every six months and my hair can still be healthy. Yeah. As long as I keep it, I keep up with it, I do it, you know, I get my deep conditions, I get my trims, my hair is very healthy. So you can have healthy hair with a perm, but I do wish that, you know, I could have had like my texture hair. Because I really kind of don't remember or remember what it, it actually was. Because I got a perm at a really young age. Yeah. I used to have a perm. I stopped getting perms when I was about seven. But that was literally only because the person who did my hair moved to California. So, like, <laughs> so my mom was just like, "Yeah, okay, we're done. Um, <laughs> and then my dad used to wash my hair. Um, so, like, my hair is natural because, obviously, you know, in high school, I literally just burnt my hair to mm-hmm. the crisp. So, I don't like to put heat on my hair. Mm-hmm. I don't have any perms on my hair. So, like, I wear my natural hair. But I think in the th- over plus three years I've been at my job, I think I've only worn a twist out maybe once. Mm. Because, and I don't know why, but I guess it's the questions. Like, oh, your hair. And then the next day it may be in a wig. Mm-hmm. It may be, and then the next day it may be in a totally different wig. Yeah. You know, so having to explain that, even to, like, clients, like, I don't want to distract from the clinical work that we're actually doing. Like, I feel like it's a distraction, even though it shouldn't be. That, yeah, but that's the, the insecurity. That literally. Like, yes. that insecurity that I would have. There are some clients, because I've never even met them, that don't even know that I'm black. Mm-hmm. So that's, like, a whole thing within itself. But wait till they find out. <laughs> I think, like, for me, I, I never wear my natural hair to work. Mostly because, not because I'm ashamed of my natural hair, but my line of work. Mm-hmm. Like, if I have to speak on a product or if I end up needing to be questioned by the FDA and, like, you know, these things do happen. And mm-hmm. talking to important people, it was just never a thing. Like, it's not acceptable to wear your natural hair to court. 
it's right. not acceptable yeah. to you know yeah. what I mean. If I if you saw a scientist on the news talking about a recall with four C hair, let me know because I never seen it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like we're conditioned that way. You know, like I think about like ABC News, like Britney Bell wears her braids. Shout out to Britney I Bell because she be breaking the standards. She, she go- does her hairstylist. She be like, nope, we about to go out here. We about she has like. Amazing. Yes, and amazing. she's a meteorologist, so like mm-hmm. obviously she's super smart. She's in the public eye, and she is killing it. Yeah, and I'm like, yes, you better wear your braids. You better wear your twist out. I want to get to that level. Mm-hmm. I do. Me too. Because and that, that takes confidence too. Uh, that yes. I don't have, especially yeah. since she on TV. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm scared to be in front of like ten people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you know, you know, it's that possibility of getting those comments because they, you know, they're gonna come mm-hmm. because. Everybody has an opinion on any on everything, and you know she because she is a black woman, and you know like yeah, like you said, like when her hair switches up, um, it's that comment of like, oh, your hair grew so fast, like, oh, bitch, that. what are you talking about? Like you know my hair ain't grow overnight this long, so why you make like why you even had to say that? Why can't you just compliment? Honestly, like yeah. it's the it's the ignorance for me because it is. sometimes it's not just the words; it's the can I touch it? Can yeah. I like? I'm sorry, PSA. Like this is a public service announcement. No black woman is gonna be okay with you touching her hair. I'm sorry, y'all can stop asking because we're gonna say no. And yeah, we don't want to be disrespectful and depending on where we are and what type of scenario we're in, but don't do it. No, Stop asking. No. Don't attempt to touch it without permission. Just don't even yeah. bother. Leave yep. us alone. Stop fetishizing yeah. our characteristics and leave us alone. We don't do that to y'all. No. Sure don't. No. Absolutely not. Because that's, that, that's like the one thing that like is. That's the one thing that fuels our insecurity because you're just like. You're public oh, display. You're yeah. Like. Oh, like, what are you going to do next? Like, it's not a show. Like, that's I'm not, not a compliment. Not. Yeah. Like, this is a protective style so that my hair doesn't Can fall grow. Out. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. This is it, like, for fun. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know for the longest time, I was afraid to, like, go near any, like, wigs. Because I'm like, oh, people are going to know it's a wig and they're going to make, like, they're going to make uh, comments on it. I'm like, I don't ever want to be that person that wears a wig. And then I finally got, like, a headband wig and I loved it. And I'm just like you was killing it. You was I'm killing it, girl. You look like I'll take you on a date. Oh God! You look like. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ew. I cannot. But no, seriously, I was like nervous to do that because it was also that um, that stereotype that people put with black women in wigs. Yeah, it's like it's just like I don't know. It's there's a stereotype that goes along with a black woman wearing a wig, but you know anybody else wearing a wig, it's like. Oh, she must have like you know something wrong. She must be sick or something. But it was a black woman wearing a wig. It's Honestly, like, though. Oh, she must be bald headed. Yeah, basically. When trust me, I am not bald headed underneath this wig. Yes, just yeah. because you see us wearing right. weaves and wigs, do that not mean that we don't have no right. hair. We are just protecting mm-hmm. what's underneath so that we do not add heat and mm-hmm. color. Right. Mm-hmm. Or you gonna be bald like I was in my little patch. Shout out to the person who did my hair in high school. Shout out to D Patch. Because she got it together. <laughs> she was like, oh, baby, you bald. I'm like, will it grow back by prom? <laughs> <laughs> and it did. God bless. Oh, gosh. 
funny. It's just a lot of maintenance for it natural is. hair. It is. Yes. I don't have that patience. Me either. That's what I'm saying. Shout out to all the women who have natural hair because I don't have that patience. Like, oh, my little cousin Aaliyah, either. she did that big chop and she grew her hair out and I watched her. She would twist it and she this would killing do it. so much and she would... I'm like, she would spend like three hours on her hair and I'm like, I like applaud you because... I can't do that. I don't have the yeah, patience no. for that. It's a lot. Y'all be on the phone with me when I'm in the shower yeah. washing my hair. I'm in there for three to four hours, I, and then I have to twist it. That's a full-time job. They've been there for like a week. Do I feel like taking them out? No, because then I got to twist them back up. That's a full-time job. And you got to grease your scalp. Yes. I don't even like greasing my scalp. Well, first of all, <laughs> when I have a perm, it's easier though because I easier. they have you the the grease that actually has the tip on it tip, that you yeah. don't even have to part your hair. You no. could quite literally just go just like that. That's zoom, zoom. way easier. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is. I just don't have the patience for it. So shout out to all my natural growth. I am jealous that you guys do that. The patience but or the money because yeah. it's expensive. It is because you definitely expensive. need. Let's get into that. Yes. Right. Black women hair products. We cannot use no Tresemme. Woo! No swab. Hair will fall out. Yes, that's not made for us. Mm-mm, All no. that stuff with sulfates in it. Yeah. Right. It literally dries your hair out because not to get all scientific, but we gonna have, like, like, have like a little time <laughs> on here to call Akira's Akira. Fun facts with Akira. Yeah. <laughs> no, because I'm a bunch in that burner. <laughs> Don't steal my line. <laughs> <laughs> with that big girl on your, your arm. arm. <laughs> It's an, it's, it's an island nine. Earl and Meyer. Earl, Earl and Meyer. Earl and Meyer. Earl and Meyer flask. Nah. Earl and Meyer. I'll get it right next time. <laughs> Stay tuned. Y'all better question her. Make yeah. sure she getting it right. Hold her accountable. I can um, But yeah, so Caucasian women, their sebaceous glands, which are the little tiny holes in your head that gr- the hair grows out of, naturally produce oil, which is why after a day or so, they're typically like, oh, my hair is so oily. Mm-hmm. Girl, I wish. I wish. Girl. The oils is what help your hair grow. Mm-hmm. It keeps the strands moisturized and it keeps them from breaking, mm-hmm. damage, things like that. For us, we don't do that. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Our sebaceous glands are typically drier, mm-hmm. depending. Um, the drier the hair, the curl pattern changes. Mm-hmm. You get curlier the drier the scalp. Mm-hmm. Making sense? Yeah. So yeah. it requires an actual regimen of oil for us to grow our hair. Which is why we apply oils, and they wash their hairs to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. I just remember, like, when you go to Walmart, I mean, obviously growing up, Walmart, Target, like, the section, I forgot what they would label it. Like, cultural hair, ethnic hair. The yeah. section would be, like, this big. So, I just remember growing up, like, Walmart, Target, they would call it cultural hair, ethnic hair or something and the section will be like this big Meanwhile, she's saying small whole, oh yeah I'm, they small. can't see your hands oh yeah <laughs> my bad <laughs> one day you will <laughs> well so hand picks what um, <laughs> subscribe to our only hands <laughs> It's getting to that point, but we're about to start selling Listen, hands. The way eggs is costing, but anyway. So we'll sell w- hand, <laughs> picks of hands for eggs and bread. I can't. A whole aisle with all different types of Tresemme swabs. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember the other brands. Uh, yeah, I never Pantene. bought them. Yes. Pantene was a big one. Um, I used to love it. It smells mm-hmm. so good, and it mm-hmm. honestly leaves your hair so clean. Mm-hmm. But, but that's just, the problem. Yeah. 
yeah, two clicks away yes. all yes. the stuff that we need. Yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. a lot of shampoos, even just because I'm natural, they're actually really stripped with oils. Yeah. Like you have to find a hydrating or non-stripping shampoo. Yeah. It just gets all complicated. But that's because back in high school, there weren't as many black hair products as there are now. Mm-hmm. Like you, you couldn't find any. No. You no. couldn't find any black hair products when we were in high school. Unless you went to the beauty supply store. Um, but not but even you had to even the beauty you had to go store. to the beauty supply store in a black neighborhood. Yes. Yeah. Well, you we would have at, to there drive. No, yes. You're not back in high school. You can't go to Sally's. Ooh, no. No. You can't. You got to go to the hood. Black, you got to go to the hood and go to the black hair supply store. Mm-hmm. Yep. You can't go to Sally's. Sally's are that Sally's is more of a main. Why not? You don't want no blonde clippings. No, no. You don't want no blue streak. No, <laughs> I wasn't a feather in the hair girl. <laughs> I'm about to fall off my chair. I'm dead. <laughs> but it's true. Like there wasn't. But now you have so many products. And I love that for, for black us. women. I do too because mm-hmm. they now understand that oh, there's not just one type of hair. Right. But now you see so many other, um, I guess, like Caucasian women, you know, trying to do our hairstyles, meaning like, I guess, like some of our protective hairstyles, like braids. And then they like when they go to take their braids out, like they have they start to lose hair because it wasn't meant for your hair type, sweetie. Like, I'm sorry. The corn rolls and the box braids, and stuff, it's not meant for your hair type. No. So it's going to damage your hair because it wasn't meant for your type of hair. So, like, I get it. I'm not going to stop anybody from wearing braids or whatever, whatever. But just know when you go to do that stuff, I guess it's just don't start claiming it as, oh, this is a new type of style coming out from the Kardashians. And, like, oh, my God, Kim is wearing these twist whatever that nobody's ever seen before. <laughs> right. When I've been looking at TT and Auntie Poo Poo and Susie having this whole entire Susie literally had that hairstyle. Literally. She literally she had that did. hairstyle, dog. She did. Yeah. Wow. What an innovator. I love me some Susie. This is why I love the Rugrats. Shout out to the creators because they knew. Yeah, they was hitting the nail and on the they, head. And they gave Susie two parents. Mm-hmm. So why ain't give Susie I'm sorry, we going off track, but okay, right, okay. <laughs> but y'all know what I'm talking about. That's a whole nother rant for a whole nother time. They know what I'm talking about. I think that now um, the coolest thing is that we are starting to get as a society. I think it's our generation, to be honest. I think that our generation is pushing boundaries that the, our parents' generations did not, um, and now we are wanting to see people who look like all of us. I, I love when I go on the Target's website to buy a bathing suit and I see the bathing suit in a size zero and I can swipe to see it in a size 12. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because I know uh, I lost a lot of weight. So I felt like when I was bigger, um, I couldn't really find stuff that fit me. Um, it was harder. like it, Or it was just like frumpy, like not like... It wasn't appealing. Like, it made it kind of look like potato sacks. Like, mm-hmm. it was just there to, like, okay, we're just going to put this out there to say that we made plus-size clothing. But it wasn't trendy. Like, if I'm a young teenager but I just happen to be bigger, doesn't mean I have to literally hide myself. Right. So, like, I felt when I was bigger, there was so many, like, there was less options for me. But now that I lost a lot of weight, 
I'm like, dang, the Plus Life School's got so much more variety. I'm like, I'm looking over there. I'm like, yes. I'm happy for them, but I'm like, dang. <laughs> I can't even wear that now. I'm yes, upset. They're, yeah, they're killing it. Like I think about like Lizzo's line of cl- oh. of clothing. Even her body shape wear. Yes, body it piece. is. And like she started like like doing like workout clothing. It mm-hmm. looks so cute. Mm-hmm. So cute. Like in it it it's being affordable. Mm-hmm. Like plus size women should not have to pay more money. Yes. For mm-hmm. clothes. Like how is that even fair? Yeah. But it also is the fact that they're letting women, plus size women, into the media. Right? Yes. Right. Because obviously, like we didn't, there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of women to look up to that were plus size in the media. So now you have body body positive women like Lizzo and Ashley Graham that are here to tell you, like you don't need to dress frumpy or hide your body. You can feel sexy, and we're gonna and we're gonna show you, and we're also gonna provide you. You better work, with the bitch. Right to and let the world know, like, yes. no, we're not gonna cover up. We no. gonna show up and show out mm-hmm. so, as you should. Yeah, absolutely. I love you that. You need to love yourself. Yeah, because even though they obviously they still body shame. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's just not gonna go anywhere. Yeah, but go I feel like nowadays you could be body shamed for anything. Even oh, the yeah. size zero girls get body shamed. Yeah. Oh, like, you too oh, skinny. You eat sick. a cheeseburger. Yeah. Like all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It quite literally does not matter yeah. what you do. They gonna talk about you. Right. So you might as well be happy, living life. Yeah. And dress it in the way you want to dress, mm-hmm. and tell them to suck it. Yep. Because can I say that on the air? I can't. You just. Oh, we, we've already oh, said worse. <laughs> We have already said words. Yes, because even like we said in the beginning, trends are always changing. So what people are going to accept mm-hmm. is going to be so different in 20 years. Yeah. Like back in the day, thin was in. Now thin is, okay, now you look sick. Now you're this. Now everybody wants the big butt, the snatch waist. So it's like mm-hmm. nobody's ever going to be happy, Yeah. but you mm-hmm. need to be happy with yourself. Yeah. Like even speaking back to like American Science High Model, um, I want to I say her name was Chicago. Takara. Takara. I loved her. I remember. I remember watching that season because she was the very first plus size model. The craziest had. thing is, she's like almost the same size as me now. She wasn't even. Plus she size. wasn't even plus no. size. No. So I'm watching that, but I'm believing she's plus size. Yes, at that time. Yeah, at that yes. time, I'm like, oh, like yeah, she's. Plus I don't want to look like her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, and Shout out to for Takara. For some reason, I was like, yeah, like she. I feel like I kind of like have the same body type as her, and I probably do. But at that time, I'm looking at her. I'm like, yeah, she is plus size. When you go back, she was, she was she not. Was so I think she was like a size, size ten. Right, like, right. That's a medium, bro. Yes, yes, that is. Yes, medium. That's a medium. It's it's wild, and I'm and I'm I don't know why I am, but I'm watching like reruns of American Next Top Model. And there was even this girl where she was too small to be plus size and then she was too big to be a quote-unquote regular yeah, she model was like in the middle yeah but like that's literally just the average women that's the everyday women that's me that's literally me like yeah i am if you go to like lane bryan and stuff i'm mm-hmm. like too small to fit any of those clothes because the smallest size that those plus size stores make is too big for me yeah mm-hmm. but then if you go to like yeah it yeah that's way too big that's like four sizes too big but then if yeah. you go to some stores it's like yeah. Some medium shirts are weird because the boobs yes. and like you know what I'm saying. Like I don't want yes. my nipples to show, so mm-hmm. like I want to be covered up. So I gotta yeah. go up a size, but then they don't have that. So yeah. it's like you either exposed, exposed, or, or you covered, covered. <laughs> all the right. way the fuck it up. Makes yeah. No sense. And can't we just know that a ten 
in a different store from one from Walmart to Target to Hollister to Abercrombie to Zara. Mm -hmm. All different. different. You can get the same size pant, and that that trips me up. Yes, that trips me yes. up because I'm like, wait, like, what do you mean? Yeah, like, two like, months ago, wait, like, what's going on? Like, I'll be eight in one store, and then I'm in eleven mm -hmm. in like a Ross or a Marshalls, or it just depends on the cut. Yeah. It really d depends yeah. on the cut. And I think women, we need to recognize that. It's yeah. not us is who's yeah. changing. It's society. It's fashion who's changing it up on us. Mm -hmm. And even, But even the numbers are different. Like, at they Old are. Navy, I'm an eight. Mm -hmm. But then if I go to, like, Windsor or something, they don't have eights. It's nines, elevens, and you know what I'm yeah, saying? It's like, weird. Yeah, it's, it's weird. weird. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, are we going by even numbers or are we going by odd yeah. numbers? Why can't we be like the boys? Especially if you go... The jeans that they have, like, oh, this is a, um, when they be like, this is a 26. Oh, um, those trip me off. And I'm like, can you just say, this? like, what is it? Like, <laughs> is it small, medium, large? Yeah, like, yeah what are we getting at? Yeah. Like, I don't know what I'm we like, do. Yeah, measuring <laughs> Yeah, like, <laughs> no, but to be honest, I think I would prefer that because the boys are so easy. It's like 36, 34. Yep, that's it. Boom. And it fits every oh, time. See, yes. See, I need to know that then. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, like, if you if you went to a store and you tried on a 36, 34 and was like, okay, the length is too short, mm -hmm. then you just go 36, 38, 36, 36 or whatever. Yeah. Is that simple for Yes. Numbers? And then at every store? It's just... It's no, it's the size of the waist and then the size of the length. Like, actual measurements. So, like, two people, two boys can be a 36 in waist and one can be a 34 and one can be a 38 mm -hmm. in length. Yeah. Because yeah. of their height. But they have it like different combinations of the two so you can specifically fit your jeans yeah which i love mm -hmm. but for us i feel like the pressures for women to be society's idea of perfect is way harsh but they make it that way they do so you can keep coming like they make it that way so you can second guess yourself like oh my god am i am i gaining weight do i need to go try this um, do I need to go try this diet supplement? Yes. And do I need to go get this for my hair? Or they 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 play on your insecurities absolutely to make their money. It's working, and it works. It is working. It's billion dollars. It, yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. you, you got people taking these uh, like weight loss pills that are like passing out because they're quite literally starving themselves and taking these pills, thinking that it speeds up their metabolism. When in actuality, they need nourishment. Mm -hmm. Starving yourself ain't the way to lose weight, baby. No. no. I used to think that, though. I remember I took another TV show that I saw. He was, it was, this actually was a guy. So shout out to the TV show. I'm not going to say it, but they did a um, eating disorder um, storyline with a, with a boy who was trying to go, move down in the weight class to be on the wrestling team. Oh, wrestling boy. Yeah. So he started taking, um, what is it called? Um, laxatives. Yeah. That could quite literally kill you? Yeah. 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 So he started taking laxatives to cut down on the weight. And it's just like, I get like when TV shows do that, they're trying to help and they're trying to spread awareness. But that's also how, I guess, children and kids become aware of these things. And instead of being like, oh, that's not smart. Some of them be like, hmm, I might try that. It's 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 taboo it's definitely yeah, yeah because you want to talk about it like right. we should be having these uncomfortable conversations mm -hmm. and we should be I think honestly we should be making parents aware because 
if kids are doing this, yeah. especially yes. me as a parent, if my mm-hmm. kids are doing this, I, I want to know. know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's not to be, um, it's not to be like, why are you doing this? Like, don't like, if he is doing like, like to punish the child, you no. don't want to know. So punish, you want to just be like, yeah, cause I, I'm there for you. Like I under like I want to understand if this is something that you're going through, how I can help you. To be honest, if my kid ever, starved themselves or made themselves throw up or did anything like mm-hmm. that, I would feel like a shit mom. Yeah. Like, I'm not doing my job to make my kid feel, feel secure enough that yeah. they don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. That's horrible. And mm-hmm. I would never want my kid to go through something like that alone and me not know. Yeah, but sometimes it's not even really all on the parent because you can be I doing know, all, I know. Yeah, because you could be doing all that you can. You could be doing it the right way, but it's just society so loud. They have such yes. a grip. Yeah, society's just so loud, and it's like that. Those couple hours that you have at home don't compare to those couple hours that you have at school and on social media. On yeah, and on social media, like it can just seem like so much if you're going from school where you're getting it from school, and then you come home and you're getting it on social media. And as much as you want to believe your parents when they tell you like you don't have to be this, you can't, you don't have to listen to them. It's hard to not. I mean, for for me, I had a bit of a different experience. I think my parents weren't really involved in my academic life and things like that because I was doing well in school, so there was no need for them to be involved. Um, My mom worked a lot to support me and my sisters by herself and things like that, so she kind of, she didn't ignore me, but... Mm-hmm. She ignored certain things because mm-hmm. she figured, okay, she got it. She don't really need me to hover in that scenario. But mm-hmm. I was getting bullied in school for my skin complexion, for the way that I looked and things like that, even in college mm-hmm. at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would go home and my mom would be like, well, you should probably start working out again because you're gaining a little bit of weight. Or like in my off season when I wasn't playing any sports, she would make comments. Or like if I wanted more dinner, she would be like, you sure you want a second plate? Like I don't think that she meant that maliciously, but – those comments did they stick they stuck with me they bothered me because mm-hmm. i did feel like i was getting it in school and at home yeah yeah and on social media mm-hmm. and i'm watching tv and everybody's a size zero mm-hmm. and now people are getting surgery to look a certain way and i look like neither one of those things yeah right mm-hmm. it, so, it sucked mm-hmm. it does it definitely does and that after high school when you're transitioning into college that wiki yes like it happens too fast it happens so fast and then everyone's comments because i got y'all know i was super thin in high school Mm -hmm. like super thin so then to come back and i gained probably like close to 20 pounds to hear everybody's comments like it did something to me and it still sticks to me i know who said what Mm -hmm. and it still sticks to me Mm -hmm. to this day so it definitely it hurts yes it it hurts and not that people say it maliciously but it's like you're still commenting on it i already yeah. know yeah you don't have i to don't tell look me. the way i did yeah. in june of trust me we are hyper analyzing our own bodies yeah. we yes. do not need the reminder need especially if i only see you every couple of months or every once in a while you don't yeah, know obviously life. yeah mm-hmm. so like i'm gonna change and like i'm i'm growing into my grown woman body mm-hmm. like and i'm not going to be 125 pounds soaking wet forever right yeah and i have to be comfortable with that mm-hmm. trying to learn to be comfortable mm-hmm. with that yeah i definitely got those comments after high school too because i i gave my weight like 
really quickly after high school because obviously we talk about like in high school we did cheer I did lacrosse so I was always doing something so when I left high school I was doing none of that so that was my like I was still eating the same way I was in high school but now you take away all the conditioning and the activity mm -hmm. that's gonna pile up so I gained like a lot of weight and I do believe like by so like obviously through the years and then when COVID hit and we were in quarantine eating whatever I wanted we were in the house so it was like hibernation nobody's seeing you you just gotta stay away from people like at my most like a highest I got to like 236 and um you know some pe some people in my family would make comments so like oh like you eating again or like, stuff like that and it's like like okay like I get it mm -hmm. I know I don't want to wake up and look like this every day right, but yeah right. but you know but then it's also the fact that I know that it was more than just eating there's a reason why I eat it could just quite possibly be that's like my comfort mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's always and I feel like that's what it has been even through high school like eating that way it was my comfort to I guess you know just kind of because I had those insecurities that was my comfort was food so you know now you know you're out of high that graduated from college we're in covid didn't have a job yet so it was kind of like that's my comfort what else am i supposed to do like that's just what i gravitate towards so you telling me that oh you like 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 my sister she's smaller than me so when people be like oh i thought she was the big sister wow thanks like Okay, and they say that, and they would say that all the time, or like, oh yeah, like, oh you better not mess with Kayla. She, she, she just, she'll, all she got to do is sit on you. I got that before. I have gotten that before from multiple people <laughs> in my family. Like, it's that type of stuff that like that sticks with you because it's like, well, it's like, damn, it be your own people. Yes, and <laughs> I feel like that's when it hurts the most because it's like, okay, these are the people that brought me into this world that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, they're supposed to love me unconditionally, and it yeah. doesn't feel like love when you're making comments about my food habits. Right. It doesn't feel like love when you're tearing me down about something you know that I'm insecure about. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't like the way that I look. You think I need a reminder every day? Right. I'm well aware that I had a baby and kept some of that weight. Mm -hmm. I'm well aware. Right. I was 201 the day that I gave birth. Mm -hmm. I cried. The whole time I was in labor because of how disgusted I was with myself. Mm -hmm. That was the heaviest I've ever been in my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And everyone, some people are like, yeah, but you were growing a human and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you don't think like that. Mm -hmm. You understand no. what I'm saying? Yeah. I was already insecure because I was, quote unquote, the bigger girl. Mm -hmm. So then to give, to basically get pregnant and gain like 50 pounds, mm -hmm. I was like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry. Can you reweigh me? Because I don't think that 201 is right. <laughs> Yeah. Seriously. Mm -hmm. And then the baby comes out and you don't lose that weight right away. Right. The hips done spread. The, like all these changes are like biologically happening to your body to make room for this live person to come out. Mm -hmm. And I'm just disgusted with all of it. Yeah. yeah. But people make comments like. Mm -hmm. They do. That's why I'm like with my weight loss, I keep it like I feel like a lot of the time when I struggle to be like, oh, I wish I could just eat this. I wish I could eat this. It's a lot of pressure because I'm like, I don't want to, I personally don't want to go back 
to where I was because it didn't feel good. Mm -hmm. But then it's also the fact that you don't want to go back to where you were because people are going to see that you regressed. Yeah. That's also in my mind a lot of the times. So like when I do, when, I, when I'm craving something, I'm like, oh, should I eat this or not? Then I'm like, okay, like, but what if you go back to the, like, the way you used to look? And then people are going to start saying like, oh, she gained all her weight back. And what was all that work for? For any, like nothing. Like I already feel that way. Like I don't want to go back just because like I worked so hard to like get to where I am now. But it's also, I can't help but think about what people are going to say if I do gain the weight back and I mean but you like, look oh. like a whole snack stop it yes. <laughs> like we said stop it but it's like the constant snack. you're always gonna think you always about, think yeah, yeah as much as you could be like they don't matter their opinions don't matter you still think about it right. it's it. still We're yeah kind of just conditioned to think about it yeah. and it just sucks because we've been conditioned to think that our weight and our beauty are supposed to be mm -hmm. like, they yeah. coincide with they each coincide, other yeah like if you're skinny you're beautiful if you're bigger you're not uh, that beautiful mm -hmm. and that just sucks that that's the way we were brought up as and it just sucks that if you're not skinny and you're black <laughs> it's like not just away. black at that point you have to perm your hair because then you really really ugly right not just black though let's talk about colorism not just black we're yeah. talking about brown skin mm -hmm. black yeah because yeah. even growing up where we did grow up, like, the light-skinned girls did not, I'm sorry, they did not have it as bad as we did. No. They did not. Colorism is definitely a it's thing. Real. Like, because you are closer to that lighter skin. Yeah. And there's a lot of colorism in our community. Like, mm -hmm. think about what you think about in the music industry or guys, they want a light skin, red bone, this type of person. Mm -hmm. That's what we've been taught is the most desirable that yeah. that brown skin like that deep brown beautiful mm -hmm. that we didn't think was beautiful back then radiant skin is not good enough oh you look like midnight like mm -hmm. what it's as yeah. if that person can control that right why and as if that their skin is not beautiful meanwhile everyone else rocking her rocking around bumped up not taking care of their skin think about how much work we put in to take care of our skin yeah just so we don't get comments Right. I feel like we have to be on 10 with everything we do. Have to be. The way that we approach situations, the way that we talk, the way that our hair looks, the way that we, mm -hmm. everything. Because we have to fit in society's box of what a perfect woman is supposed to be. Yeah. You already have that angry black woman stereotype over your head. So you have to fight 10 times harder. You have to look the part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because they're already making the assumptions before they meet you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The colorism is real. Oh, it's yeah. real. Cause I know in high school I kind of had a little thing with a white guy in high um, school, huh? and vanilla spice. <laughs> Stop it. Uh -huh. And it was mostly it was it was hidden because he didn't want to be with a black yeah. boy that was dating the black girl. So it was kind of just like, like I'm gonna keep you in the shadows, and that's it so it's that's literally what it is though like they don't want to be like oh but now somehow like sometimes i mean i think it goes both ways because you know obviously I, I we know i like white men but i yeah. definitely like when i have dated men who are white even now mm -hmm. i don't talk about them i don't bring them around i don't any of that 
Right. I spend a lot of time with their friends and family, but I do not bring them around mine. Mm-hmm. Because, of because of people not accepting that. Yeah, that is true. That is very true. Yeah. That's some tea for you today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can go a lot more into that, but you know, mm-hmm. you know, that's mm-hmm. definitely a topic for me. Yeah, it's a lot a of whole... colorism mm-hmm. in different cultures too, like the Asian culture. Like I have my one friend, Jess. She's an Asian woman, but she's darker. Mm-hmm. And literally, like she get she would get comments, you know, mm-hmm. like oh you're Asian, oh I thought you were this, like, or just like that Asian where you're supposed to be light and fair, but stereotypical. Yeah. What an Asian stereotypical Asian person looks like, even yeah. in the Hispanic community, like there's a lot of colorism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look at um, what's her name, Amada, from Love and oh, Hip Hop. Yes. Yes, they tell beautiful her she's black not skin. Beautiful, but they tell her she's not really, uh, what is she, Dominican? Is yeah. She, she's Cuban. I think she's Cuban. Or, is she Cuban or I Dominican? I don't know. Sorry if I messed that up, but um, they're like, oh, she's not, because she, when she first started on Love and Hip Hop, she had like this beautiful Afro. Yeah, she's Afro-Latina. Yeah, and I remember that first season, they were like, oh, that's a wig. She, She's saying she's an Afro-Latina but like you can't there's no such thing as Afro-Latina that's literally what they said in the season and they were like there's no such thing as Afro-Latina he was like I've never heard of that before and she puts on this persona that she's Afro-Latina but I've never heard of that they just basically tried to downplay the fact that she was Latina because she was black because mm. she had dark skin and they basically as the season aired people got to see how ignorant they were so when it came to the reunion they tried to backtrack and be like, well, I, I wasn't educated enough and da-da-da-da. It doesn't matter. If you didn't know, who are you to tell that person that doesn't exist? Right. So if you don't know, why are you coming out here telling people your culture's not real? You That's a problem that you need to figure out. So then now you're sitting back wondering, why are everybody mad at me? Because you literally just told a whole demographic of people that they don't exist. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm so, thinking, how small and ignorant is your world that you've never met someone Afro-Latina? Being Latina, he was Latina. Like, he was he was a Latino. So, like, you, that's your, like, come on now. Like, you're that's telling you, me you, you never can't be that met. Ignorant. <laughs> you can't it's, be that ignorant. It's wild, but the beauty standards, they're, they're, they're always going to be changing. Mm-hmm. And that's why we can't always, you know, live and work to live by them. Mm-hmm. Because then we'll, we're never going to feel like we're good enough. And yeah. you all are good enough, however way you look, and mm-hmm. that's the way life is. First of all, I just Googled it just to be sure, because, you know, I ain't geographically savvy. Mm-hmm. But Dominican Republic and Haiti is literally right literally. next to each other. So it's not a shock that people are, uh, yeah, like, it's not a shock. No. No, it's just ignorance. He was just ignorant. He was just so ignorant. I remember watching, I was like... Oh my gosh, I was like, she got every right to whoop his ass. But then, you know, she does. Like, they were making it out as she was then an angry, angry black, black woman. woman. She was, yeah, that's what they were making it out as. I'm like, she just can't win then. Just say, just just say that y'all, y'all just don't like her because of her skin tone. Just say that. I'd rather you be real with me and tell me that instead of trying to skirt around the subject and try to find things right. to make up your point. Just tell, just tell me flat out. Yeah, I don't like you. Your skin tone is too dark. Okay, great. Then just don't be near me. <laughs> just like that. Just like that. 
take notes. Well, thank you guys for tuning in for another episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, hopefully you took away something good from this. Hopefully you guys are pushing boundaries, as we always say, and spreading positivity and love and acceptance. Mm-hmm. I love it. One thing about us, we gonna spread body positivity. Yep, yep. Yes. Break those beauty standards. Break them. All right. We'll see you next week for a new episode. Bye. Bye.